Good morning and welcome to Wanda Six, a Black Arts and Cultural Program of the African Sisters Media Network. And we are going to have a special broadcast today um, because there is a fabulous film that's screening a little bit later on, Bill Trailer Chasing Ghosts, uh, directed by Jeffrey Wolf, and it's going to be um, having, um, I guess, a Bay Area premiere uh, at 2.30 this afternoon at the Roxy Theater, which is a part of the, uh, the well, that's the um, one of the theaters for the San Francisco Documentary Film Festival, which has been getting a lot of airplay. It's the 18th annual um, airplay on this show because they just got like this fabulous lineup. Oh, my goodness. Um, and so we're going to play um, uh, play the trailer, uh, a uh, Bill trailer, uh, Chasing Ghosts, and um, and then uh, tell you a little bit more about the film, and uh, and then um, about the director, and then we will get right to it. I think Bill Trailer is probably the greatest artist you've never heard of, but he's getting heard of more and more. Trailers and inspired visuals. That's the only way you arrive at work that's that distinct, that esoteric, that visually elegant and refined. Bill Trailer lived his life between two radically different worlds, rural and urban, old and new, black and white. He is engaging with issues around class, how we behave and how we treat one another, sometimes good and sometimes not so good. I see a very animated, agitated, violent, mystical realm. Bill Trailer was born into slavery in 1853 near Pleasant Hill, just outside Benton, Alabama. In the last years of his life, he lived in the city of Montgomery. One of the things that people talk about when you go to a New York City is a city that never sleeps. That's the way they talked about Monroe Street. He was witness to the rise of an African-American culture. The transcendent surprise is that all the while, he was nurturing a remarkable creative gift that would not be expressed for decades. There, he took it upon himself to pick up a pencil and paintbrush and put down the story of his life in the way that he could in pictures. Good work sometimes it takes a while to grab a hold of it, to think about it. I could place his work next to anyone and he would still stand out. Probably the use of cardboard and stuff would be considered conceptual. We call it recycling and he's just doing it. The power here is not so much that initial response. The power is whether it stays with you whether you keep on thinking about it. When I see Bill Trail's work, I see us yearning for a place that's beyond here. It's a place that's not tangible. Bill Trailer, Chasing Ghosts, uh, documentary feature, 75 minutes, 15 seconds. Um, uh, December 2018, it was finished, um, but then, you know, Films are never really finished, but you just have to publish. Um, again, born into slavery in 1853 on a cotton plantation in rural Alabama, Bill Trailer lived through Reconstruction, Jim Crow era, and the Great Migration. 
While living homeless on the street in the segregated Black Montgomery, Trailer made over 1,000 works of art from 1939 to 1942. Both memories from plantation days and scenes of a radically changing urban culture, the film is phenomenal. It is just so, so wonderful. Um, and the conversation with the director, we just sort of like, uh, it's uh, well, you'll be able to follow it, <laughs> um, but it's not definitely not um, uh, a linear journey. Uh, this conversation that you're about to participate in, uh, it was on the phone on May 31st, and it was really, really fun because um, I uh, sent some impressions of the film to the director, and um, and and he he responded. Uh, to to my my impressions, uh, almost like painting, going back and forth um, across one easel, and that is Bill Trailer's life, and and um, and this wonderful document. Um, yeah, uh, let's see. Um, Jeffrey Wolf, in director and producer and editor, made the acclaimed documentary James Castle Portrait of an Artist, an award-winning film that delves into the life and creative process of the artist James Castle, as told by family members, artists, and members of the deaf community. Uh, Bill Trailer Chasing Ghosts is uh, Wolf's second feature-length documentary. He has also made short films about the following artists. Uh, James' son, Ford Thomas, Martin Ramirez, Elijah Pierce, and Gregory Van uh, Manon. As a feature film editor, Wolf is recognized for his film work with prominent directors such as Arthur Penn, Sydney uh, Lumet, Jane, David uh, Grubbin, John Waters, Ted Dim, and uh, Lass Halstrom. Films include The Ref, Beautiful Girls, Holes, Life, among others. And uh, so anyway, and other members of the creative creative team include uh, Daphne McWilliams, she's a producer, Fred Barron, he's a producer and a writer, does awesome work. Uh, Jeannie uh, Nissenhoff-Wolf is also a producer. She'll be in town as well as um, Jeffrey for the screening today at 2.30 at the Roxy. Uh, Sam Pollard is executive producer. Uh, Henry uh, Ade Bonojo is a cinematographer. Keith uh, Reamer is editor and music editor. And uh, again, we're talking about um, Bill uh, Trailer Chasing Ghosts. And I am going to just jump right into the interview because you're probably saying, oh, we want to hear the conversation. So, <laughs> so I want to stop teasing you and I'm going to play the conversation. And uh, yeah, I also want to mention that today is also the. Um, International Libations for the Ancestors, African Ancestors of the Middle Passage. And so wherever you are, um, at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, pour libations um, for African Ancestors of the Middle Passage, those that perished and those that survived, the descendants uh, that survived as well. And uh, if you're in Oakland, um, we are going to be pouring libations uh, today at 9 a.m. at Lake Merritt. And it's uh, East 18th Street at Lakeshore Drive, where the fountain is. And so I just want to give you a heads up about that. And you can visit maafasfbayarea.com for more information about um, commemorations 
uh, of the African ancestors of the Middle Passage. And we have uh, another commemoration coming up on June 19th, and, and that is a part of the 400, 400 Commission, which is um, recognizing the 400th anniversary of the first Africans enslaved here. Um, that was August 1619 um, when uh, a ship pulled into um, Fort Comfort, Virginia. Um, the shipload of Africans was from Angola. And so we're going to be honoring that as well as others throughout the country. Uh, there's a 400 commission and legislation around that. And so um, in Oakland, we're going to be at Joyce Gordon Gallery, which is uh, 406 14th Street in downtown Oakland, 6 to 9 p.m. We're going to be showing the film, Holly Jarima's film, Sankofa, and then we're going to be having a discussion. If you have a drum, bring it. Uh, we're going to also be making some drums. If you want to do some crafts, come a little bit earlier, and we're going to also have a facilitated discussion. It's a free event. Um, my author is Keith Swahili, term for disaster, calamity, or terrible occurrence. This term has been used to describe the transatlantic slave trade, Middle Passage, or Black Holocaust. Um, and so um, for the rituals, uh, which is today, and we have another ritual in October, um, uh, people of African descent are invited in an attempt to honor our ancestors who have suffered through the Middle Passage and the lives that continue to be compromised due to racism and oppression. Uh, this event is an honoring of our past, the libations today, um, June, Saturday, June 8th. And it's every second Saturday in June every year. Uh, it's an international libation, which means that people are pouring libations at the same time in different places throughout the country. Uh, so if you're in the East Coast, it's 12 noon. If you're in Central uh, time, then it will be 11. And if you're, um, uh, if you're in the um, uh, our time zone, <laughs> Pacific Standard Time, it's 9 a.m. And the um, this um, this libation for the ancestors um, or my offer commemoration is an honoring of our past and also a prayer for our future. And so, um, again. Um, this particular, these particular commemorations, all people of, of African descent are asked to come and share in this time of gathering and remembrance, which is a critical step in our personal collective healing process. And we ask that supporters of African people who are not of African descent themselves respect our desires about the commemoration ceremony and mourning ritual. And again, you can visit Maafa, M-A-A-F-A-S-F, BayArea.com for more information. And... Um, I'm definitely encouraging people after the libations, and then also there's a Juneteenth ritual following the libations for the ancestors, same lake, <laughs> at 11 o'clock uh, on the other side near the boathouse, 11 to 1, that after the Juneteenth that people go over to San Francisco, you can take BART, and, uh, and, and see the film, Bill Trailer, Chasing Ghosts. It is a marvelous, marvelous, marvelous work. And... Um, um, I guess tribute to this man um, who a lot of people didn't know prior to you know the work uh, that um, the Smithsonian has done and the wonderful exhibit in New York and um, and I think there are like four books that are out about him and there's a website the family is involved in and last year with the um, the plaque 
you know, identifying where, where he's buried and the city of Montgomery, you know, really honoring him as as one of its esteemed uh, citizens. You know, a lot of people know about, about the work. And, and this particular film is also going to go a long way in, in sort of lifting his name and his voice and his work, um, Bill Trailer Chasing Ghosts. So without further ado, here is the interview with um, Jeff Wolf conducted uh, on May 31st. And again, today is the day the film is screening, so don't miss out. Yes, it's Wanda. Hey, Wanda, it's Jeffrey Wolf. Hi, how are you? Is this a good time? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, how are you doing? Okay, super. Yeah, um, I really, really love the film, Bill Trailer, Chasing Ghosts. Uh, it is, Thank you. It is amazing. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's absolutely amazing. And I don't know, it's just like, wow, the timing of this, this particular work is just perfect. Um, and I was wondering, was the, the, the whole idea that you are, you made the film sort of reason why some of the things that happened happened, like the um, uh, having the, um, uh, the marker placed on, on his grave last year, um, and you're filming it, of course, and the, um, the, the, the national uh, and regional recognition of his life and his artwork. Um, was this kind of like a movement? Um, like, were you with some other people, like, wanting, planning, and working on this to, to happen? It's a very long movement, Wanda. You know, I mean, what people don't seem to completely understand in, in our country that um, this is an ancient history. It's, you know, it's less than 100 years ago, and people, mm-hmm. um, you know, people seem to not know the history very well. So, I mean, I first learned about Bill Trailer in 1982, um, and I just fell in love with the work, and I wanted to know more about him. And um, I made another movie in between about an Idaho artist named Gene Castle, the Gene Castle portrait of an artist. And in that movie, um, I I wanted to tell a story about what, what it meant to be self-taught or an outsider artist, mm-hmm. and then it became what it meant to be an artist, which is why I called it Portrait of an Artist. And this film, the Bill Trailer film, is, you know, I was trying to tell a little bit of a bigger story about the history and the ancestry and the narrative that, that, take, that we take with us from the past, and, um, and also, at the same time, restoring and bringing to the forefront Bill Trailer, who's kind of... I, I consider a hidden figure and allowing him to be remembered. Now, towards your question, though, is that unfortunately, history isn't that, you know, isn't that different, ultimately, than it was, you know, 50 or 60 years ago. We haven't made, you know, we haven't made all of the um, progress that I, I would hope that um, we can make. And I, I kind of have always felt that through art, you know, you could, um, you could find justice. And um, so, I don't know if that answers your question, but in terms of the studio, I think, um, I think what happened was in 1992, um, the family received a settlement um, 
they they had a uh, gravestone um, date, you know, and then um, people were trying to figure out how to kind of organize that. Nobody knew exactly where he was buried. That wasn't clear. So it, it took a lot of time, and um, and nobody was doing it full time. But they we finally figured that out about five years ago. Mm-hmm. So um, I started researching this eight years ago, okay. and I hooked up with the Smithsonian about five or six years ago, mm-hmm. and they were they were doing their research at the same time, so that helped mm-hmm. you know, kind of pull this together. We, we kind of ran and we didn't we we didn't collaborate so much, but we ran you know we ran stuff by each other in a parallel way. Mm-hmm. It also gave me access. Having the Smithsonian behind me had gave me access to things that might have been a little harder mm-hmm. yet. Um, so when I knew I was going to make the film, I felt like I, I really wanted to include the family, and mm-hmm. I went to visit the fa- one group of the family in Detroit that had m- migrated there, and mm-hmm. then I started to find other members, and I was able to put six great grandchildren together. Mm-hmm. Montgomery, and so we found the gravestone, we have the gravestone engraved, mm-hmm. um, the, the church, you, you know, you were curious about that church, um, mm-hmm. it's kind of an amazing place, it's, uh, I'll tell you a quick history of the church, um, mm-hmm. it was give, three acres were given to, um, by a slave, by a plantation owner to the slaves, mm-hmm. to build a, a church on, and to have a graveyard, and that was like the 1820s or 30s. Mm-hmm. Highway, 
Yeah, and and I I like your analogy, you know, sort of um, that the film is like a patchwork quilt, and I think um, about uh, even even um, thinking about uh, in um, in Senegal, um, there are these um, these men, um, they're like sort of disciples of um, Sheikh Amadou Bamba, who um, who sort of I guess maybe he took a vow of poverty, but he was also revolutionary, um, fighting against, you know, the colonization of, of his country. Um, but just sort of thinking about, so they, they stitch, you know, they, they wear this patchwork kind of clothing so that they can stay humble and stay close to the people. And then I think about, you know, sort of in the diaspora in America and thinking about the, the quilt and the messages, right, about freedom and, um, and, and sort of the way you not only the messages of the history of the families, but mm-hmm. sometimes there are hidden messages yes. in there, like where where the be for the underground railroad, or mm-hmm. where to do this, or where to do that. So right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then you know this the the artist you know that we come to know you know through this film is um, you know his work. I just love all of the folks you have talking. I want you to talk about you know all these great. Like the musician, the folk artists, the the scholars, the art critics, you know, just sort of talking about his work and what it means, you know, uh, the way they see it, and you know, like the dogs and and the audiences. Like one audience will read it this way, then another audience will read it another way because they're more they're they're inside of the work and they understand sort of where it's coming from. It's just like wonderful, and I'm glad that it's as long as it is. I'm sure. The editing, you know, the choices you made might have been kind of hard, um, and maybe there might be a, you know, an additional like chapters or whatever <laughs> when it's available. Well, I'll, I'll tell you that's funny that you say that. Is that um, I'm actually I sold a book oh. to the to the new press, okay. and it it's um, basically going to be um, it's called Remembering Montgomery, mm. and. Um, it's going to be 20 or so essays from slavery to the Equal Justice Initiative Ooh. written by experts in each area, and it's based on all the research we did in Montgomery that mostly didn't get to the film. Okay. So, um, so we're pretty excited. And, you know, we're, we're hoping Brian Stevenson from DJI writes the Of course, yeah. You know, so it's, we're trying, yeah, we're really trying to kind of highlight the social... Chronicler of his time, and 
said in the beginning when they looked at his work that those were those weren't imagination. You know, many of the pieces weren't part of his imagination. They were they were um, real things that he was you know, choosing to, uh, to talk about, whether it be the, the built-in environment of his of the plantation or or the, the city of Montgomery, or as you uh, as you talked about the, the artists and the photographers, you know, taking pictures that kind of mirror the pictures that he drew. And right. So, yeah. You know, like the, the main one of the main catalysts for that was a, um, a New York photographer of Austrian descent named Rudy Burkhardt. Mm-hmm. And by happenstance, in 1941, when he was in the army, he was stationed in Montgomery, and he took some of those pictures and then all the like the old movie footage of Montgomery was all taken by him with mm-hmm. oh. yeah. nice yeah who is the uh, a, a photographer who speaks um, um, in, in the film about um, and I think he's a photographer but I, I don't remember his name well, I um, Radcliffe Daly is the oh, artist Radcliffe Daly okay He's an Atlanta-based artist, okay. <laughs> he often, um, as he says, he uses he, he's, in, he's influenced by Bill Trailer mm-hmm. quite a bit. But um, he's also um, he's very interested in heredity, and you know, ancestry, um, the narrative of the past. I mean, I really always I perceived this as that I was digging Bill Trailer out of his grave. Mm-hmm. And presenting him to the world, mm. you know, and then you know I don't want to leave him out. I've got to put him back in. <laughs> right. But you know, it's um, it's a chance to kind of reflect on who we are and where we came from, mm-hmm. and that's a lot about how Radcliffe, you know, um, what he does in his work. He often he often takes his, if you Google him, you'll see it. He'll often take historical events, whether they be um, And obviously the, the WPA photographers, 
you wanted to be political about it, you could see negative, negative. You know, I try not to get into that. I try to just use his words mm-hmm. um, and let his words speak for themselves. And, and um, you know, the, there's three different people who feel like they discovered him, Bill Trailer, and you know, they all tell their stories. Kind of, I'm letting the audience decide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What I what I really uh, appreciate about um, the Charles Shannon is that he he kept a diary because um, Bill Trailer didn't keep a diary per se. Right. So so there was there was that landscape of words that you know we could have, uh, even though there was another perspective. It wasn't Trailer's first person. Um, right. Narrative. He did write every once in a while. Trailer. Um, Shannon would write on the drawing what Trailer said mm-hmm. when he was talking about it, but he didn't write very much. Mm-hmm. And the diary is actually not a diary. I, I just want to be clear that most of that came from memories oh. um, and, and, and interviews that were done much later. Oh, I thought it was a day-to-day so, thing. Oh, yeah. okay. So because of that. But there were, he, um, he, he published the book in the, in the 90s or late 80s, mm-hmm. and he was interviewed, and I got my, I was able to get those audio tapes okay. to listen to, and then, you know, like, like we all do, as, as journalists, you have to then kind of follow up and see, um, you know, if there's, sometimes you got the page wrong, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Oh, but, okay. And then, and then I noticed um, um, some of the family members um, holding a book, and and I was wondering, is there like a catalog or something like that of a book? Of yeah, sir. Like right now, there's my four different books. Okay. Including the main catalog from the show at the Smithsonian. Okay. If you go onto Amazon and just Google Bill Trailer, you'll you'll pretty much Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, some are better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, she's holding. Um, I think you're talking about the older woman. She's holding a book called Bill Trailer, uh, His Life and His Time. Okay. That was actually where the, the interviews are published. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about with Charles Shannon. Mm-hmm. And um, but there also another another book that they're holding is they did have two family reunions. Mm-hmm. And in those family reunion books I, is where I found a lot of information as well. Okay, cool. Well, that's really awesome. Um, yeah, I, I really, really also liked um, how, um, I guess, I'm not sure if you use the census records to sort of... Um, yeah, no, the, the, I did, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just sort of hearing about, you know, sort of the family... And, and the land and emancipation and and the relationship with the former enslavers and until that sort of that ended and then the family moving and just sort of like just the whole idea of home and land 
and and space. Yeah. Good land versus bad land, and what yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. how did you know, a lot of people didn't make it after emancipation? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you, you mentioned um, my good friend Sam Pollard's movie, Slavery by Another Name. Right. You know, that, mm-hmm. that um, kind of an interesting other side of the story. So by staying where he stayed, um, there was a certain benefit in that for him in terms of a um, home. But also, I was very, as a northerner, I was very interested, like, we, we kind of grew up thinking slavery was like, you know, all, not, not just slavery, but plantations were like factories, mm-hmm. like, you know, like Cairo or something like that, you know, in Valentina. But these were small farms with maybe, you know, eight slaves or ten slaves, so it's a very different kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. And I wanted people to know about that here, hear about what that what that kind of life was like. Um, everybody, I've been in in the area where he grew up, and it's a very small. You know, everybody would know each other. I found diaries of people who lived there at that time, and it's mm-hmm. very small. It's just everybody kind of knows everybody's here. What's going on? So is all of this in, in the book, um, you know, sort of your, your travels and, and just sort of... I hope so. I mean, I'll probably write a chapter about the overall, but I'm hoping to get, like, experts mm-hmm. to write. You know, like, there is, there's an author, I can't remember his name right now, who, who actually wrote the book that's slavery by another name. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so yeah. I, that's a really probably, good book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's kind of the thing I would have him write an essay or adapt an essay from his writing about sharecropping or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then, um, let's see, some of the other, I'll bring up some of the things you mentioned. Now, I love your notes, Jeannie, about, about your reactions as you were going along. Um, so, you covered a lot of it, but, um, I love, I also love the Langston Hughes poem. I think it, it really has a lot, and I love it when it comes up. Mm-hmm. I, think, I feel like the actor did a great job in kind of translating it. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. What's, what's, J- what's the actor's name? Um, cause there's gonna, a, yeah, let me get, let me get you. Yeah, because there's a man and then there's a woman, and they're so good. Um, oh, and I yeah, wanted I wanna, to mention, wanna, um, Slavery by Another Name, um, the author is um, Douglas A. Blackman. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So the actors, I I love the actors. Um, it's Russell G. Jones okay. and Sharon Washington. Okay. They're both fairly, you know, they're in a lot. You probably may see them on TV or in movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. But for but this is this is what you know. Not many people ask about the actors. A lot of them are very involved in the dancing. But for me, they represent a lot of things. Um, they, they're Bill Trailer himself. Mm-hmm. They're the folks around him, family and folks, and, the, and then they're the people he's drawing. Um, they're the narrators. They're the performers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sitting on a rehearsal stage wearing everyday clothes, open to many possibilities. That, that's kind of what I wanted them. That's how I wanted them to approach it. That you know, um, that. W- 
they could be sort of five or six different things and, and, and interspersed that within, within the movie. And then you also asked about Jason, which is kind of an interesting story. That mm-hmm. I'm so happy you've seen him dance. He's amazing. Yes, he is. Um, <laughs> originally was going to use clips from movies oh. <laughs> of people like Bill Robinson and mm. Snake Hip. And then when I started researching that, it was very costly. Oh. And so I called this Savion Glover and I went to see Savion perform again. I've seen him play many times. And, um, yeah, he's, and he's brilliant. Him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then, then my wife knew a dancer who recommended Jason. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Jason showed up and he he looked <laughs> he'd understudied for Savion and bring on the noise, bring on the funk. Right. And and he had dreads. He almost looked like with the light low, he almost looked like Savion. I think if I didn't tell people it was Jason, they would think it was Savion. So um, <laughs> so he and I met on a rehearsal stage and I brought trailer pictures with me of of motion pictures. And then he incorporated those into the dance. Yeah, it's it's just great. Um, because I think doesn't the film start with that? I start with a little one, like a, a, like a short thirty second number where mm-hmm. where I just I'm just trying to tell people that it's not the movie they think it's gonna be. Right, right, yeah. And what's really really cool about having, you know, Jason's foot, because cause one thing about um about this this dance form, you know, that um is indigenous to this country you know, from black people and from others, um, is um, is that um, it's, it's, it's the percussion, it's like the drum was banned, right? So the drum became the body. So we have like, we have the hand bone, you know, the body percussion. We've got the feet, you know, we've got the way that we vocalize. And so, and so having this, because, because the artist, he loses his feet, <laughs> So, so it's almost like, it's it's almost like a what do you call it uh, a foreshadowing, but also it's we hear him, we see him, and but we also hear him, um, you know, with with the incorporation of of the movement. And it's like it's just so brilliant the way you bring in all these different sensory aspects to tell the story of the old trailer, right? Because it wasn't just his art is not flat, you know, right. it's it's it multidimensional. Like mm-hmm. Right. the whole piece tries to 
Right, yeah, yeah, and it's almost like, you know, um, where you're telling the story of a bill trailer, but you're also telling the story of a people, because this man goes back to enslavement, like, what? And his relatives are alive, so, like, really, there are people alive whose ancestors were enslaved and they knew the person? Like, one of the one of the people, one of the family members said, yeah, that's me in the drawing, he would draw me in there. I'm like, really? Like, wow. And then I just feel so sad. Like when, you know, when the story talks about how, you know, someone dies and all of the work is tossed because they didn't know of the value and no one claimed it. I'm like, really? Like, whoa. And, and, you know, it sort of goes back to Bill Trailer sort of being buried in an unmarked grave, like Lauren Earl Hurston. Like, like, really? No, I know. I know. And it's. You're echoing something Richard Powell said to me when he saw it, too. It's really, um, it's a bigger story. I, I, you know, I just hope it can get out there and people can see it. Because, again, mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, I don't know. I'm not necessarily trying to change minds, but I'm trying to, like, open up, the, you know, open up people's brains a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And affect some kind of, you know, art can affect change, as I said earlier. Um, and then you, you, you picked up on this other thing that was kind of interesting, but want to give you a name is that the, the, the guy who was from Tears and Robux. Oh, yeah, right. His name was Rosenwald. Rosenwald School, right, right. Uh, Thank they're you. actually <laughs> called the Rosenwald School. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so, and Booker T. Washington was in the Rosenwald Man. Yeah. So, um, Can you imagine that? Oh, my gosh, that story that you tell about um, Lone uh, County and lynching that poor person like oh my god that's so barbaric and horrible uh and then they call Booker T. Washington to like try to find some way to have peace and I'm like I was so happy that the African people were like resisting I'm like yeah that's good (laughs) it did happen it's not written about much but it did happen I mean Mm -hmm. not just there but other places in the country but um uh, it was a raw deal, there's no doubt. Um, mm-hmm. What year was that? Was, excuse me? What year was that What that that, that, that happened? Um, um, I'm not, I don't remember exactly. It was probably around 1960, around that area. Yeah, because I know they had these big race riots here in this country because right. um, it was around the time that Marcus Garvey wanted to come. I mean, well, he was right. here, and he was like, you know, he thought everything was good for black folks, and it's like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. Hmm. So, <coughs> I, I also wanted to talk a little bit about Greg Tate. Who mm-hmm. he's the, he's, what's interesting about him is he's like a, a journalist, writer, mm-hmm. he's a musician, he's a producer, mm-hmm. um, kind of uh, he's sort of um, uh, like an Afro, um, like a more contemporary kind of look at. African American culture, um, mm-hmm. what he's raised. Um, I don't remember it right this second, I'll look it up. But um, I, I wanted somebody to talk about conjure culture. Right. Not that Bill Trailer was a conjurer, but I felt that if you grew up in that time period, you know, you were exposed to it in, in many, many different ways. Mm-hmm. So, um, <coughs> so I found that he talked about it in the most. Um, you know, less technical ways than a lot of other 
And so Greg Tate, is he here? Because I'm, I'm seeing that he's seeing San Francisco State University. I just looked him up. Is he here? Maybe he was a visiting uh, lecturer or no. something. Okay. That makes sense. He does a lot of that. Okay. Like I just, I just saw the Miles Davis movie the other day, and mm-hmm. he's in that as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you mentioned um um well he I'm trying to think um Dr. Howard O. Robinson the second at uh-huh. Alabama State University. Um yeah, I, I like the way I like all of his comments and then he speaks I think he speaks does he speak at the funeral I mean at the dedication of the um He does not. Okay. I was just thinking it'd be really great to um, that that place where the first show was <coughs> was um, of um, 
a Bill Trailer's work in, in Montgomery. Is that build that building still there, right? Where you mean the new south? Uh yeah, uh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the building's there, but the, the new south only really lasted about a year. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is something called the New South Bookstore that I think is in that building that has nothing to do with mm -hmm. those people. I mean we're talking this New South was kind of nineteen thirty nine, nineteen forty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Because like EJI, it's like really great the way you know you, you can see you know African American history um, in Montgomery because of all of the different um, you know plaques that are all over that, the place. That's very new. That EJI plaque that's in front of their building. Mm -hmm. I usually stay in the hotel like literally right next to where the EJI is. Uh huh. And so one day when I realized it was there, I, I just called up and asked if I could get a tour. And mm -hmm. This was before the museum. Right. And um, <laughs> it's great, you know, that's an amazing story. Montgomery was one of the biggest slave holding um, warehouse places in the South. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, all, those, all, all those buildings were warehouses. Mm -hmm. um, and the hotel I stay in was the bank, <laughs> you know, where, where, the, where the sales probably were taking place. So it's a very, it's a very interesting place. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then and then that fountain, you know, that that's in yeah. that we see, and and then I did I hadn't known about sort of the um, uh, the place because I think it's it was really like really tragic when you find out that um, the artist was homeless, right? And mm -hmm. and so he would move from where he would do his work early in the day, and he would go, um, you know, into the area where there was music and you know eateries and other types of activities. Um, uh -huh. And then sometimes, you know, he'd be able to, people would feed him and then allow him to sleep, you know, at their uh -huh. place. I'm like, wow. Uh -huh. Yeah, he, his life really had a lot of ups and downs, that's for sure. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so this year we're going to mostly be doing festivals. Mm -hmm. And then part of next year, and then um, you know, hopefully we'll have a distributor for the release of the end. And you got this real big uh, award, like, what? Well, I mean, I, I, it's big in the sense of that, you know, we got chosen. Uh, you know, it's just, it was a small festival, but I love the idea that it was, uh, it was awarded for freedom, which I think the interpretation of that was that, you know, we restored this person's existence. And, mm -hmm. um, we, I don't know if we set them free, but we... Um, took somebody who wasn't necessarily um, 
is make bridges and hope people cross over them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And uh, but given given your relationship with the Smithsonian, um, I'm thinking about um, you know the museum, um, African American Museum of History. Um, and now, you know, its founding director being over all of the Smithsonian, it seems like this film should be have a place in in the institution. So, does it? I'm hoping that somebody, you know, all we we recently got an NEH grant. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, not the big grant, but uh, enough to sort of help pay for the music. But I think we're, you know, we're starting to creep into people's sensibilities, mm-hmm. and. Um, Mm-hmm. 
from a rural society to an urban society. Right. And, and he not only lived, you know, he, he didn't see it from afar, he lived in it. Mm-hmm. Once he moved to Montgomery, he you know, had to deal with the world in a very different way. So, so like as Leslie says in the movie, you know, he kind of knew, he could kind of look ahead that things were going to keep changing and know that he was a key part of it. Mm-hmm. But he also was deeply rooted in where he came from. Yeah, yeah, it was, you know, he was invisible, but he wasn't, but he was still there. Like, the world was moving on, and, and, and he was invisible because he was he was discarded. Like, well, how can I use you to further my movement? Well, I can't use you, so you don't exist. But he did exist. <laughs> so right. so he's telling these stories, you know, with his work. Um, and uh, And so in that way, it could be almost like not a sort of, he has like a haunting presence uh-huh. in a world that doesn't acknowledge his presence, which is, which is, um, you know. Yeah, that, like yeah. that, that's, that's mm-hmm. good. And also, uh, you know, like, people, people want to know when did, you know, like, how come he started drawing, or, you know, and, and so something, I think Sharon Washington says in the movie, too, is that, don't necessarily, um, you don't know, there was some transcendent moment that he allowed him to harvest all these memories, mm-hmm. not knowing what he was going to do with them. But there, somewhere along the way, he had to sort of decide he was going to store them. And, um, and so when he finally sat down to draw, it was a fortune. You know, kind of fascinating about creativity. There's so many aspects to somebody like him. Mm-hmm. Like, what what is creativity? What you know, like, what is storytelling? Where's the nar- You know, what's the narrative um, of his life? And hopefully, we you know we're giving some insight into that. Oh yeah, this this film is like such a a conversation starter. It's like, yeah, this man's life representative and you think your film is you know um you finished it i think uh you finished, just it, finished, you just finished it yeah and and like how timely you know thinking about the uh, 400 commission um you know sort of looking at um you know the enslavement of the first africans in um <coughs> in fort fort comfort virginia uh, from angola and you know and in this film I can't. I don't know of any films that are being made, but this film is just like so representative and so perfect for you know for this conversation to happen. Um, yeah, yeah. And you think about well, my friends. Um, mm-hmm. You know, invite friends. To oh yeah, I am. I am. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, there'll be a, a good Q and A afterward, and we can talk about some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to um, you know sort of the the book you know where you know, we can really like sink our teeth into some some discourse and scholarship around right. what does this mean like oh my gosh <laughs> I just showed it in L A oh well that's why I won this award which is okay. in Los Angeles okay and um, you know there were about you know seventy five or hundred people in the audience and it, mm-hmm. it it was really you know it was really great mm-hmm. and, and you know we're in a, we're also in a time where you know, we're at a crucial time in terms of the things you just mentioned, but we're also in a crucial time where 
people have hard and fast you know, opinions about things and, and, um, and language that, you know, you living in San Francisco, language is like really, really uh, relevant there in terms of like the words people use to describe things. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, like when you go on the Berkeley campus, for instance, it's a very, you know, the words you choose are very important because they're all sort of, they can be laced with so many Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so that's a bit of a minefield for a white Jewish guy to New York to have made a film about a African American <laughs> homeless man from artist from Montgomery, Alabama. But um, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you do what you do. Right, so, right, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I try not. To, I don't really defend that, but I, you know, I certainly. I mean, I can defend it, but I don't. Not, like I don't have a chip on my shoulder about it at all, and and but I do get those questions. Oh, uh huh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and especially you know, if it's a diverse crowd, which I hope it will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I showed it in Detroit last month, you mm-hmm. know, those those were big questions, you know, and they, it went it went really well. But the, you know, mm-hmm. was, uh, questions will be asked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, sort of what are you going to get out of it, and, and why did you want to see this, tell this particular story? Right, and, where, and what's the family going to get out of it? Mm-hmm. Uh, who gets to tell the story is the big one, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What did the, what, what, was the family out at the Detroit screening? Uh, yes, one of the, 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 the Detroit family was there. In fact, um, mm-hmm. Nettie, who opens the film, she's the first person to speak. Yes. Um, her three sisters and all of their children and grandchildren were there. Oh, so I think mm-hmm. there were 18 of them all together. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, 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 then, and what, hmm? go ahead. Oh, I was just wondering about, um, um, I think it's, I think it's the grandson who, um, Frank, mm-hmm. the great grandson, Frank yes. Harrison. Yeah. I was just going to mention, we found him very late in the game. He didn't really want to talk to us at first. Mm-hmm. And then we, we, um, we kind of pushed a little bit, and, mm-hmm. and we got him to talk. And what's fascinating about him is not only was he there when he was eight years old, mm-hmm. but his grandson, which would make him a great, great, great grandson, mm-hmm. is a world-class um, sprinter and will run on the, I think, the Jamaican national team in the Summer Olympics. And Hmm. Um, you know, so there, there are genetic hmm. kind of things running. Th- and all of Frank's, Frank was a, a full scholarship basketball player. His son was a full scholarship football player. Hmm. So, you know, there are genes running through these families that um, that are showing greatness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, since you mentioned it, um, um, how... How do the, does the family benefit monetarily? Because you mentioned uh, in the film that right. um, I'm trying to think um, there were some royalties no, that came through. Or something. <laughs> they had a settlement in 1992. Yeah, yeah. With Charles Shannon, mm-hmm. um, they they don't own any of the drawings at this point. Um, they oh. they did get some, which they sold. Oh wow, really? Um, All, so they don't own any of the work. Hmm. They don't own any of the work. But they are, they own the copyright on okay. uh, reproduction. Mm-hmm. And um, they're starting a little business 
neighborhood they were going to sell pins and and lithographs and things so that you know they are they are high and motion now you know, now that the Smithsonian show happened and the movies happened mm-hmm. they're kind of getting on board with that too and so I think there will be a money flow for them from that mm-hmm. you know in the film if the film makes money they'll make the money but it's not you know <laughs> right, yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. but hopefully, you know, I, I have a deal with them to share mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think they'll make more money from their product line. Mm-hmm. And if you go to, um, it's called Build Trailer Art, mm-hmm. you'll see they're starting. I was so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'd let you answer the question, but you know it's real. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's starting to happen all over the country. It, yeah, it's called BuildTrailerArt.com. Okay. It's very the, the site is kind of oh. so far, but yeah, I see know, it. We'll mm-hmm. get it together. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, I think we're at a time. beginning of the journey um, to where we are presently, um, uh, you know, with regards to the film, you know, just being finished, um, is is the outcome what you have, have what you um, anticipated, and, and are you pleased? And if so, what pleases you most about, about the outcome uh, and the journey? Uh, making movies is, you're never pleased, you just stop. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I mean, there's a, you know, there are deadlines eventually. Sometimes there are actual deadlines, which I have with the Smithsonian, and others are, I wanted to show it at the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. And other deadlines are, you know, you can only, you can only do it for so long financially and, you know, and time-wise. So, um, so I'm very happy with what, with what we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I'm just, I'm just getting a taste of what the public thinks. I haven't shown it very much. Uh-huh. I think I've shown it a total of seven times. Okay. So far, only five times publicly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so I'm looking forward to that reaction. Um, there's something very, um, there's something that I'm enjoying. 
enjoying about this process other than the process of making it. The process of making it was stressful and, and hard. Um, mm -hmm. but I've worked in film for many years, and they always are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I had a great group of people I was working with, and so that made it a little more fun. But this, the showing of it is really the reward. Yeah, yeah. So have have all the members of the family, um, particularly those that we we met I, in film. Everyone who's alive has taken it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and what are they saying? I, I mean, obviously. <laughs> the no, they were very, you know, they they they're fine. Um, you know, they don't. They're not like um. They haven't been critical, but they all, you know, they don't they aren't jumping up for joy either. You know, they're just. Mm -hmm. I think they did see it as a as a potential way of, uh, of kind of making a little business out of it, which I think is good. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm trying to do everything I can do to help them. Mm -hmm. Movies yeah. give publicity to them. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, they. You might want to mention that they should put the film on on their website so people can follow. You know where it's going to be. Yeah, well, that's an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. Or at least the um, the trailer, you know. Mm-hmm. Have a trailer. I, I I could definitely help them with that. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Since you all are working, you know, sort of in the same spirit. But yeah, no, they're very. But again, that, you know, I get Facebook messages from them all the time. They're mm -hmm. Moving forward with their lives, and um, you know, they it's not. Not the tightest family in the world. I mean, I, you don't have to say that in your article, but mm -hmm. you know, like they don't really communicate with me as a group. They kind of communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, in the story of of their of the various um, wives, partners, you know, that that Bill Trailer has, you know, from when he starts his family and then he starts his family, then there's another family. You know, exactly. over here, and then that woman sort of disappears from the census. We don't know where she goes. And right. then another woman who's not connected to either of these uh, sets of children starts raising them, and then they have children. And that woman is gone. I'm like, okay. But meanwhile, the constant is dad stays, and he takes care of his children, which is beautiful. Right. Um, yeah, and then the story of the, the daughter... That was put up uh, for adoption. The one, the one who uh, was put up for adoption. Yeah, true. yeah, but then, but she knows who her family is, so she can find them. So I'm like, oh, that's good. That at least, she, at least the way she it, it was, she's very old and, mm -hmm. and not very um, pretty disabled. But mm -hmm. that's why you know, you know, I had to use things that she said without kind of her saying them in a sound sort of way. But um, but. It was very complicated how this all came about. Like some cousin came to her and said, you know, I think your real father, your grandfather, lives in Montgomery. You should probably go see him. She was in Birmingham at the time. And it was a very, you know, um, tricky thing because she was rejected by her father. Mm -hmm. you know, up for adoption and then she grew up her whole life thinking that she was not those were her parents. 
Yeah, but when she when she said she was gonna go meet him, he didn't deny her. So, yeah. so that was like, okay. Well, the that's grandfather didn't deny didn't deny her, but he didn't. You know, he was old at the time. Like, I don't know what you know. I don't know what she thought. Mm-hmm. She didn't really go. She couldn't really remember that much about that, other than kind of what he was doing and how he looked. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the earlier footage. I don't think the pa- you know I don't think their parents once they migrated mm-hmm. their parents spoke very much about anything to them. Oh, oh, okay. You know, even remember there's a point where she says she showed it to her uncle and, mm-hmm. and her uncle said, uh, "Yeah, that's my daddy's work," and right. that's all he said. And that was it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But that was that was typical too. That that wasn't just that family. Uh, again. I said that was typical. That wasn't just that family. There was a lot of no, families. No, I know. Yeah, no, it's a lot of families. My mm-hmm. parents were Holocaust survivors. Mm-hmm. They never wanted to talk about any of that. So mm-hmm. I'd like them to do that. Um, and once they moved, you know, there are a lot of people who moved up north who ended up kind of going back. Mm-hmm. And Bill Trailer, I think, ultimately was one of them. He never fit in in the north. No, he didn't, he didn't like it here in the north. Yeah. yeah, Detroit, yeah, New York. But he did visit everybody when he did that last yeah. go-round. It was like, wow, he was moving. Where <laughs> did you grow up? I grew up in San Francisco, but I'm from New oh, Orleans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. We, like, we have close friends, unfortunately. They're not going to all be there when we're there, but Congratulations on this wonderful film, Bill Trailer Chasing Ghosts. It is a phenomenal work. You deserve all of your awards, the one you have now and the ones that are coming. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I, I, hope, uh, I hope I see you at the screening and we can chat some more. Oh, yeah, I want to see it on the big screen. That's going to be really yeah. awesome with an audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You and, yeah, like that, that one part where you, um, where you mentioned where people throw things away, the mm-hmm. audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like what? Oh my god! Oh. Yeah, you could just sort of feel it, feel the loss, like in your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After you know, we spent all this time just sort of, you know, growing in appreciation of this man and his work, and then it's like, what? What? Yeah, and, and you know, you can't go back and get it, which is really just you know, those kind of things. Yeah. Like when they happen, that's the end of it. Okay, cool. Yes, it's, uh, <laughs> it, 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 it ends well now, but it didn't end well then, that's for sure. No, uh-uh. No, it didn't. The hospital that he eventually died in was not a pleasant place to be. So. No, but that's so cool the way that we think he's gone and he's not. No, oh, he didn't die. <laughs> like, what? Is he ever ready? Yeah, is he ever ready, buddy? He just needs Oh, no, he got out of there. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's some more, some more to the story. I'm like, that was, that was funny. That was, that was, that was a nice surprise. <laughs> yeah, it was very nice. Yeah, you tell a really good story. And and I guess the person who
who does the narration, your your writer, your writer is brilliant. Thank you. And he's a very well-known, he's, he's a very good writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so had you already, what's, what's your writer's name, the person who does the, uh, the Oh, script? yeah, actually, I'm sorry, I didn't talk about him more. Um, his name is Fred Barron. Fred Barron, yeah. And what's interesting is that both of us come out of the comedy world. Oh, good. You come out of the he comedy was, world? <laughs> I said, you come out of the comedy world? Because there's not much background on you either. Um, um, I do. Um, well, you go into IMDb. Okay. You know, you know how you yes, okay. I've done, um, I've done a lot of... You know the movie Life with Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy and Martin Martin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that. I edited I was the editor of that. Oh. Um, Fred was the writer for Seinfeld and mm. Harry Shamling. Mm-hmm. And we're, we've been friends for years, and he saw my Castle film and got very, about James Castle, got mm-hmm. very interested, and so we agreed to work together. And you know, we wrote and we wrote and wrote and we wrote. And, uh, it, it went through a lot of different changes, and um, but that's where we developed all this material from. So, um, and I wanted it to be a poem. Oh. Yes, I do. That's a book, too. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that movie. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to kind of get some of that feeling into this movie. And so mm-hmm. so yeah. it was kind of written like a poem, and then we added in the interviews afterwards. Right. Yeah. And then the Zora Neale Hurston quotes are just, like, perfect. I mean, she was another person that was kind of ghosted, right? So I don't know if that was an intentional alignment oh, of spirit. It, it, oh. it was all intentional. That was okay. tell you. Okay. There okay. were very few. There were very few surprises. Other, well, surprises were one, how great the dancing would be, as opposed to film clips of people dancing. Mm-hmm. And the other big, the other thing that we knew is that we didn't have enough images of just showing Bill's work um, to go along with all the. Narration that we had, mm-hmm. so that's why we used the actors and we used um, um, some of that interstitial, you know, that with the with the um, you know with Daniel Hurston, and, mm-hmm. um, so that was it was able we were able to kind of you know give kind of give people. Oh, I, I know what I was going to say. I, what, I, what I really want to say is that. Like finding some of those images we found very late, but we found them. Like in the beginning, all those farm pictures were were glass negatives shot in eighteen ninety that we uncovered in a museum in Selma, Alabama that mm-hmm. no one's really and and that moving footage took years of uh, digging through archives of mine before mm-hmm. we came up with that. So th- those for me were the things that Yeah, yeah, I just looked too well. All the things that the actor, 
you know, the narrators, uh, I guess it's another thing. It's like all the reading mm-hmm. of the different characters who, who are playing the, the original people that wrote them. Mm-hmm. Those are all actors that I hired in Montgomery because oh. I wanted an authentic, I wanted authentic voices. Mm-hmm. And so I hired, I think there's nine, eight or nine actors that um, I had come in and play the different parts. And then I played their voices for people who knew the people. Mm-hmm. And, and they, you know, they felt that they were close. Mm. Nice. So, um, huh. Oh, wow, wow. A lot of <laughs> great intention here in the world. Wow. We didn't even talk about, we didn't even talk about the music. That was a whole other, uh, Probably our library probably has 500 songs from 500? different periods. Wow. And, you know, so that's a very costly part of mm-hmm. music. Yeah, getting the rights for the music. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. you know, like, we put a song in and then we find out how much it costs and then we have to find another song. And, mm-hmm. you know, so that was like an ongoing thing. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think I asked, like, is the soundtrack going to be available? Because I want it. <laughs> well, at some point, we'll send you a mixtape of it. <laughs> cool. Play it. <laughs> cool, yeah, because it was just, like, awesome. 